This is Speaker for the Living, a podcast where we explore human trafficking, forced labor, and all things related. My name is Seth Dare. I'm here with JJ Genflone. JJ, hey! I heard you've been conferencing this week. I've been conferencing. I went last week. I I was in uh, De Pere slash Green Bay, Wisconsin, for uh, Saint Norbert College's. Uh, they were hosting a conference called Forced Migration and Human Flourishing, and I presented a paper there. And then this last week, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, at the Four Corners Conflict Network. Uh, the University of Utah was hosting a conference there that was just sort of like a, an ongoing workshop for people who work in the areas of sort of conflict resolution and IR. And it was great and really helpful, but I got home late last night after we drove eight and a half hours back from Salt Lake City. And so I am a little, a little cray-cray at the moment. But it was great. Really, really useful. Really nice to chat with everybody. So this week, we're going to do a review of a movie. It's uh, called Nona by TriCoast Worldwide. It is directed by Michael Polish. It stars uh, Sulem Calderon, Jesse McKinney, and uh, Kate Bosworth, who is uh, Michael Polish's wife, mm-hmm. in a minor role. I mean, she's she's more than that. She's a pretty good actress but yes but in this case i I, I think that's why she got on this film yes she also was in superman returns and also is well established as an actress to start off with though we're going to give a high level view and we're going to look at both the movie as a film and how it handles human trafficking Mm -hmm. Uh, this uh, movie was by request Uh, they, they reached out to us and so if you would like us to review your movie we will seriously consider it if it's in any way related to human trafficking. Yes. But, and we will do it enthusiastically. So we're going to give yeah. our really quick overview, each of us. I thought it was above average for a trafficking film. Mm-hmm. A lot of trafficking movies aren't very good. But this one actually did a lot of things cinematically really well. The cinematography was was good. The storyline was more human and less sensational. Uh, There was a lot of uh, relationship building. It really dove into who the character was before she was trafficked. And uh, even the actual trafficking was against the normal way of portraying it. It was a lot more nuanced. And so the only really uh, hard part of the film was the end where uh, Kate Bosworth's piece, which she delivered well enough but where she, as a law enforcement character, just talks at talks a... at the character in a way that not only isn't very realistic, but oh gosh, how do I even say it? It it was insulting a little bit. I, I was a bit offended. Yeah, it, it just told her what her experience was and did so without even asking what her experience was. Mm -hmm. And I know that the people who made the movie really care about this film because it it shows in the making of it. And so I just wish they would have done that in a different way because leading up to that, it did so many things well. So uh, JJ, your high level view. Yeah, so again, um, I agree with you. Um, very good for a trafficking movie, actually, generally, and, and see our previous <laughs> reviews. Um, traffic, 
move trafficking movies for the most part are sensationalistic bullshit. Uh, this was not. It seemed very character driven. That's a nice, refreshing change. It also, uh, the film primarily focused on the trafficking victim herself, as opposed to following the narrative that some other films, like like the one based on, on the book Soul to Follow, where it seems to follow sort of this white Western rescuer coming in and, and saving women. That's great. However... At a micro level, I did really have a, a lot of issues with sort of the very end of the third act uh, for the same reason you did. Um, one, that there is a, a character, the Kate Bosworth's character who's in law enforcement is is speaking to this woman who, who will go by the name No-No for now. We'll talk about that later. One, it, it's very clear that it, it's been established by law enforcement already that this character does not speak English fluently. Uh, she speaks very little English, yet this character is talking to her in English with no interpreter or, or translator present she's talking to her about some sort of high level theoretical co uh, concepts and on on top of that she is talking in a way that i find to be rather offensive towards the victim for for two reasons but maybe we should talk like beyond what you've talked about seth which is sort of the tone and the way that sort of the the movie almost ends with this uh, lecture by case Kate Bosworth about human trafficking, and I thought that that could have been written better in a way that what they, I think they were trying to do, which was sort of end on this educational note, could have been done, uh, but didn't need to be handled in, in a way that it wasn't sort of victim or, or survivor agency based. But we can sort of talk about sort of the other two more micro-level issues I had with that conversation that take place at the end. But overall, I think good characterization, uh, I mean, it was beautifully made. It is, it is very pretty. I mean, and even some other reviews from other other reviewers have talked about sort of just the cinematic quality of it. It, it shows Honduras and Mexico when they're traveling through it to be quite pretty. Um, it focuses on the victim and her trafficker quite exclusively in a nice way. And so that's nice. But I have some micro level issues. Yeah. Well, to uh, go through the movie a bit and, uh, you know, we've already had some spoilers. There's going to be more. The film itself in terms of the dialogue, which is mostly in Spanish, it starts off in San Pedro Sula in Honduras, and it looks like there's a lot of unlocation shots, which is great. It shows them meeting up where he drives up on his uh, scooter. You know, he asks for directions, and she blows him off. But then, uh, we, we assume, places himself in positions where he can be seen, or she happens upon him, and then she actually makes a lot of the movement toward him mm -hmm. which is not actually an uncommon thing within trafficking we've talked about this even even from beyond like a sex trafficking like in a labor trafficking thing a lot of times people are people are going to the traffickers so we've talked about this in labor trafficking with people posting sort of want ads or, or having fake businesses online that people are applying for so people are applying for jobs people are, are going for interviews people are are thinking that they're involved in a competitive process for a job. And so it's not uncommon for individuals who are trafficked to actually be the one who makes the first move, which is later why it, it's so difficult for a lot of those individuals in, in terms of the, the psychological issues and pain that they go through because they feel like they were somehow complicit in what happened to them, when in fact it's all been this sort of larger manipulation by someone with, with a lot more power and, and authority than they have. So this part, the idea that he sort of positions himself to where she finds him to be sort of charming and, and non-threatening and, and a friend that she can trust, 
I thought was actually very well done and a good setup. Just thematically, I think it went a little slow at the beginning. One of the things that I did like establishing is that it's clear that even though she doesn't have uh, immediate close family in Honduras, like she does have friends, she does have some family, she does have a job, so she does have a social network. So it's not, so while she's vulnerable, it's not that she's completely isolated. And I think it shows that this is somebody who had a life. This is someone who was making a life for themselves and so makes the very rational choice to go, you know, hunt down their mom. But also added within this, it's very clear that this is not a girl. This is a woman. This is an adult woman. She has agency. She's making choices. And so I don't like the idea of of calling her a girl. So they really played on the theme of death really well in terms of the script. Like it was just a much more intelligent script than I'm used to and a lot more intricate. You know, one of her comments early on when she said that she paints the dead is she says death is a big business here. And that's just something that has multiple meanings. And she, you know, later on, she says, I am comfortable with the rules of survival and I'm not afraid to die. My brothers are dead. My dad is dead. And then mentions that her mom can't afford to bring her to the United States. Uh-huh which gives him the entry. But she also says at times like she's happy or at least claims to be happy in this life, but yet there's no real hope. It's just kind of acceptance. And it's both showing how one can have a certain happiness, but on the other hand, that death is around the corner and and very present and death and violence are just kind of there. And you know that things are a dead end. Yeah. I, I, for, for me, though, what I, I mostly took from that was just like showing that she had a rich life outside of. And even her reasoning to go to the country was yeah. oppor- opportunity was part of it, but her mom was it's a big, big part one. of it. It's like these, these emotional reasons and the idea that she's not going to a place where she's going to be alone. Now, as the two of them go on their journey and they, there's all sorts of shots and the journey itself from Honduras through Guatemala to Mexico to the border is uneventful. Like there's no really dangerous situations. I mean, there's some foreboding with one of the drivers, but it's not something where they're having all this bad stuff happen before they get to the border. And in some ways, the dialogue, like it brought out her life as they went through. They explained what her life was like. And and it reminded me a lot of a Richard Linkletter film in that respect of two people having a conversation because I'm a really huge fan of Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. But then there's the film noir soundtrack, or at least music that had a lot of film noir elements. So there's a certain playful banter between the two characters, between Echo and Nona. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if he he has a little bit of concern, but it's the concern of somebody who ultimately is manipulating for a goal and he knows it, and he's going to have to get rid of her at some point. I don't know how you would characterize that part, JJ. Yeah, I. I mean, I think it's actually fine because it. You know, I believe that they were friendly. I believe that they mm-hmm. were friends. So I think that that's actually useful because that's something we've also heard, heard rather from from trafficking victims is that a lot of times they they trust those who they've been trafficked by. You know, like they trusted them, they believed in them. Um, well, and they and don't have to do the dirty work. Uh, no, exactly. This, this this trafficker who who ultimately hands off to a, a smuggling coyote type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's getting paid, but he's not doing sort of the violent work there directly. Well, actually, no, one of the things that I think it did well, 
is talking about one that even after she's been trafficked that she still thinks that he that he's her friend it's almost like she's putting the violence that happened to her on the trafficker as well the trafficker that she's identifying as the coyote not who sold her to the coyote this person she thought was her friend so i think that's very legitimate and very normal and i think that was really nice to see the other thing that i do have to say that i i thought was really nice that i enjoyed I mean, but again, like, it's weird to say enjoyed. I, anyway, that I think it did well was when later on in a later scene when, when she's been moved to a brothel, she's talking to one of the other women who's been trafficked. And one of the things that the woman says is she talks about how her, her, her mother was sold first by her father. Um, and this is a character who's, who's uh, introduced as being from Texas. And it's that her mother was sold first by her father, and then she was. And that specifically her father sold her six times and it, it's not clear the the film doesn't make it clear if then she was then trafficked to the brothel after these the six times of her being trafficked or if she's at sort of the brothel by by choice or if she came to the brothel and was now in debt bondage is not sure where, where her father is and all of that but i think that makes a really good case be, for how trafficking can typically happen which is within families it happening and it, and it going down. So the fact that there's other characters that have also been trafficked by people that they trusted or people they believed in. And when he gets to the border, he says, I'm going to go through the port of entry and he puts a blindfold on her and, and then we don't see anything until she arrives with the madam. And the madam says to Nona, I owe him, you owe me. And Nona just looks back, looking really confused and frightened. Yeah, and and it's and it's also too, and she mentions this in another part of the, of uh, earlier part of the film, as that everyone is speaking English, and she she doesn't speak English, she doesn't know what's happening, she doesn't know what's going on. And at that point, I mean, soon after they show her uh, being taken and being beaten. What happens is that the madam character comes in and forces her to take a birth control pill, a plan B pill, mm -hmm. uh, and says it so you don't have any babies, which does seem to imply then that, that the sexual assault did, did occur. Mm -hmm. um, and she also flashes back to that several times. And I think and in, in she did, I think this actress did a phenomenal job of acting in that particular scene. I 100% believed this character. Beyond that, the madam character looks at nona and says basically like you act like you were raped and like just sort of like scoffs at her you know just just says that she's making much ado about nothing based on you know that she's behaving insanely while while freaking out after she's she's just been very brutally assaulted i mean she's shown choking she's shown afterwards you know like one of her shoes has been ripped off that sort of thing and you know i think that that's that's a really important moment because this is sort of a justification that we've seen in trafficking a few times where people say well no she was a sex worker she wasn't trafficked so it wasn't rape she was she was doing this by choice you know she agreed to this by agreeing to cross the border and and that's simply not the case and so but i think we got to see that narrative shown very well and in, in this about sort of some of the things that the people who have been trafficked have had to deal with being told that their assault wasn't as valid in, in trafficking. And also, it isn't until she gets into the brothel that there's any sex in the movie. And yeah, and there's also, it's not like there's sexual chemistry between those two characters, between Nona and Ahecho. Instead, what you see is just sort of like a friendliness, like just a companionship. Like, like this is somebody who believes in him. She believes about what's happening. 
um, because she finds him non-threatening, but there's not like a romantic relationship present there. And I think that that's interesting and important because a lot of times, particularly in sex trafficking narratives, what we get, what the media represents is women who again, like women exclusively. So women who've fallen in love with, with men who then pimp them out. And so, and they're unlikely to, to agree with what those people are doing uh, or are unlikely to, to fight back because they, they've got this emotional attachment of love. And I think it was really important that they showed this emotional attachment of friendship and just trauma related to, to what's happening, not believing what's happening to you that is actually happening. That sort of disconnect. But there was a amazing amount of agency and camaraderie within the brothel. Yes. And that was actually, that was the highlight of the film. And if I could do anything else, like if I could see this film do anything else, I, I was exclusively interested in these stories happening within the brothel. So the the way that these women got along, the fact that there were women from from Haiti and Thailand and Texas and Honduras all, all interacting with one another the language barriers present. So the, the woman from Haiti at one point when she finds out that there's a new girl, like you see her running excitedly being like Francaise, like, like excited to that this thought that someone else is going to be speaking maybe her language and in fact is not. But then in the next scene is, is painting her nails and, and laughing and, and joking with her. So just sort of the friendship, the camaraderie between these, the women is, is really important. And what I would have liked to see but we didn't was it wasn't clear again, as I mentioned in the case of the one girl who talks about her father trafficking her, if all of the women present there at, at the brothel are are trafficking victims or if they're exploited or if they're there by choice. It it, it we've seen in a lot of trafficking cases that those identities are often muddled. There's there's people hitting multiple points all at once. You know, people from different perspectives. Um, people, people undergoing different sort of, uh, some people there by choice some people there by force. And so that would have been interesting to see if there, if, if there was that mix, what the change in maybe dynamic would have been, or if these were all trafficking victims, I, I will say I'm by the end of the film, I lean towards them all being victims of trafficking because there is a reference made that one, one of the girls is pregnant and that the brothel lady is allowing her. Uh, to keep the baby because she has plans for the baby. She she plans to use uh, the baby. Um, it's in reference to like a beauty treatment. But so and in the way that the the woman who is pregnant looks at her, it just looks she looks with this sort of looks at her with this expression that I would define as sort of fear and and sort of confusion, but also passivity. Like uh, like this is going to happen, and I have no. Can control over it and so that implies then that these are trafficking victims because it seems then that you know if you can't control whether or not you have a child you can't leave it does show they were watched yes and then no one, no one left. left shows them looking out the window but within that space there's a certain amount of like i said camaraderie and part of why we appreciated that in this film is because it's realistic yeah that oppression isn't necessarily this hard oppression all the time. It's often more nuanced and often more like it is in this film where they're going to watch them, they're going to give them a certain amount of freedom, but not too much. Well, and that's what I mean by she references actually when she talks about watching, she's like, we were watched, well, at least I was, which that made me mm -hmm. curious sort of what the, what the presence was. But then on top of that, there sort of what triggers all of this is that at a certain point she is sent out by the madam 
to do some shopping. Right. After so, after using her face painting skills and uh, upsetting the madam when she finds out. Yeah. So she she paints uh, a girl up for her request to look sort of like a Dave Doodles Mucho's mask. And the madam says, okay, go out, get makeup wipes, remove this. So she sends her out and it seems like the, it seems like Dono knows how to get to the store. We don't see her like trying to find a map or trying to get to the store. Like she walks to the store, she gets the items and then she's walking back. We also see that the shopkeeper speaks Spanish and she speaks Spanish back to him and she doesn't sort of announce herself as, Hey, I need help, which that was really powerful because we normally the way the trafficking movies do this and they do it very poorly is they show, like, a, again, we're, it's almost exclusively women victims that they show. So, like, a woman victim, and the minute some outsider sees what is happening, there's this, like, tearful confession, and the outsider rushes in and saves her. And it's that, you know, she's been tied, like, in a basement. And it, it's sort of rescuing from that perspective. This was nice because it shows the, the level of power and control that traffickers hold over their victims. So this idea that you would go to the store, you will talk to other people, but you always come back uh, because this, this is where you feel like you have to come back. You feel like you have no choice. You've been told that this is your only option and you've experienced enough physical and psychological torture that there you are, you know, that you have to keep going um, back, back to where you were. And the fact that then the first interaction that she has with law enforcement is actually a really racist and awful police officer who, who is horrible to her and, and quite mean. And so certainly even if, if she did speak English, she wouldn't have been disclosing to him anyway. And, you know, between the attitudes of some cops and also that cops don't always have the victim identification training. Yeah. That he goes and he sees, you know, she has a Cleveland won the World Series t-shirt, which I, being an Indians fan, I wish they did, but it tips him off that, okay, why does she have that shirt? And, uh, you know, he talks at her and she's just confused and he brings her in. But she's obviously terrified and he's yelling at her and he does the terribly racist thing of like, comprende, which like makes me want to punch people in the face. Yeah. Well, and I, I wrote in my notes, cop also traumatized her. Yeah. Oh no. And it's, it's very clear that she's terrified when he puts her in the car and then he yells at her. Um, they keep referencing. And at one point he just calls her street prostitute again, positioning her as, as being someone uh, who not only someone who's in sex work by choice, but then someone because she is in sex work by choice, isn't worthy of respect or care or attention. And again, the fact that there is no effort for an interpreter to be brought in, which, and this, this, this is set in modern times, and so, like, you know that police procedure is supposed to be that the minute it's clear that the suspect um, or whoever's been brought in for questioning, and it's really tenuous, the only reason why he brings her in is because she can't produce identification, and she can't even tell he's asking for identification, you know, is that you're su- there's supposed to be a mandated uh, translator present. And so the fact that there's not mm-hmm. is... Yeah, well, and it's notable. She's in street clothes. She's not dressed in any way like a hooker, as no. far as I'm concerned. No, 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 no. She doesn't look. No, she doesn't look like she's engaging in street prostitution. She looks like a, like a young twenties lady walking home, with with some shopping, which is what she is. And I had initially thought with when they show her going into the, I thought where this movie was going to go, which is very cliche, is I thought it was going to be either that the office that the 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 gentleman working at the convenience store talks to her and somehow rescues her. 
which is very cliche and is not how things happen, but, you know, I thought it might be there. The The secondary thing that I thought might happen is we might see when she gets pulled over by the police, them asking her some some questions, or I thought maybe maybe she shoplifts, and because of that she's arrested, and then she communicates with someone in the prison. Because one of the things that we do see is we do see a lot of victims of human trafficking identified after they've been picked up for crimes related to why they are trafficked. And then that's why, because if people don't handle, you know, if law enforcement doesn't handle those victims when they're positioned as being criminals well, what can end up happening is that you have then people who are sent to prison for being victims. And that's not what we want here. And at this point, because it was portraying something like that, it was like, all right, this has just gone so well. And I actually took a break at that point. And when I came back later, enter Kate Bosworth as uh, the detective to talk with the cop, where the cop says that, yeah, she's faking it. She she actually does know English and that she was a prostitute. Yeah. And it's like, it's not clear to me how he knows that, that she's been in sex work or forced to be in sex work. That's not made clear at all, which then maybe implies that she has a record. Because again, like there's gaps of time and she actually talks about how, you know, weeks, maybe months, maybe years have passed that her, her timing is very confused because of what happened to her and the fact that like none of the women have names and, you know, that sort of thing. So so that I think was all all very well done. I was very happy with with how this was going i uh, yes it was a little slow yes i would have liked a little bit more focus on the women inside inside the brothel because actually with the way the madam is dressed it implies that she is engaged in sex work as well i've yet to meet a woman who who willingly hangs out in uh, an extra tiny push-up bra all day every day when at home watching maury so it just implies to me you know she's very glammed up that she's participating in, in sex work perhaps as well um which means she herself may be a victim in some way but she has control or that, you know, she's a former victim herself and is, and is now engaging in, in trafficking, as, as we've seen happen. But, but, where things fell apart for me was this final section with Kate Bosworth's character. And it makes me sad because this could have been so good, you know? It, it, it could have been done so well, and I, and I, and I don't think it, 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 it worked. Um, I don't think it achieved with what perhaps these filmmakers, who seem like they're very much to get dedicated to this sort of being a film to educate people about human trafficking... This part fell apart for me. Yeah, it's almost like breaking through the fourth wall where yeah. she, because she's clearly uh, Bosworth's detective is clearly speaking to the audience to summarize the movie. Yeah. But she's not talking to Nona, who wouldn't understand anything that she's saying. Yeah, and it and it seems to me at that point like really lazy storytelling and and the film has done so well with like sort of chatting like with actual conversations that are very realistic between individuals and here again i cite all the interactions between the woman and the brothel so well she starts off at saying hey that uh, nona came for a better life for a dream and she met a coyote who was a master manipulator and thought life would be better here should i should i break in every, every time you hit a point that i have uh, sure, at that point. Okay, so so first point is that it's it's not made abundantly clear that she's coming for a better life. She's she's coming for family reunification. 
so so maybe that's better but i think that that goes to this sort of narrative that a lot of um a, a lot of this sort of like travel between the latin america and the u.s position does is you know that things are so much better here so people are traveling to here and in this particular case it seems like this is an issue of family reunification and dissatisfaction with life not so much a, a need to to escape violence or extreme poverty uh, of sorts so I, I don't know if necessarily define it as trying to find a better life the secondary issue I have is saying I trusted a coyote. Coyote specifically refers to smugglers. Now, coyotes can also be traffickers. But in this case, a law enforcement official who specializes in trafficking would make that distinction, would refer to him as your trafficker or the man who trafficked you if you're using more sort of survivor-centered language. It, It wouldn't be positioned that way. And again, would not be speaking to her without a translator present. I'd say we did appreciate that they portrayed somebody coming from Central America, in this case Honduras, as not a criminal and, you know, that there's valid reasons that people come here. That, you know, since that's part of the the whole refugee debate at this point, and even though she's not a refugee in this this case, like, there's some valid reasons she's coming. Quote, uh, when you arrive, there is no job, only debt you owe to your smuggler. Even that's a bit unclear. Since Smuggling is not trafficking. I mean, but it does actually bring up, she, she, I will say this for, for the way that this lyrics are done. Uh, she, it, it does a really good job of breaking down what debt bondage is. Yes. Yeah, I'll continue. My point there is we, we don't actually see the smuggler, so it gets a bit confusing, but... You know, she likely does owe him because she did use his services. So I'll, I'll start it, start over. When you arrive, there is no job, only debt you owe to your smuggler. That you have to keep paying and paying and paying. There is no end to it. So, so that is the way debt bondage tends to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, continued. You work as a prostitute. You have sex for money. Yeah, okay, major fucking issue there. Because it's, you're not working as a prostitute, you're being sex trafficked. Working as a prostitute or working as a sex worker or erotic service provider in any way, shape, or form implies that you are consenting to be working in that area. You, If you are being held in slavery and bondage, you are being trafficked. You are not a sex worker. You are in sexual bondage. You are in sexual slavery. This is this is a really important distinction. Now, what would have been, I think, super compelling in writing is had there been a translator there, so we see the sort of disconnect between these two characters, right? The idea of, of, of what it is to be free versus what it is to be held, what it is to be from the global north versus the global south, sort of communicating through a translator. If, if the Nona character had insisted that she was not trafficked, she just had this debt to pay. She just had to do this. No, I'm not a slave. No, I'm not. And, and, and the Kate Posworth character trying to break it down for her as to why she is, because that is actually a very realistic conversation that happens between people who work in trafficking and people who, who have been victims of trafficking, where, where people don't acknowledge themselves as, as being victims because that's psychologically exceptionally damaging to them. And, and it hasn't occurred to them, and they've put so much of the, the pain and suffering on themselves as it being somehow their fault, that being announced that this is somehow different is important. And I think that just would have been so much, I think it would have made such more of a, of a really important impact in, in the bottom. They did say you have sex for money, so at least they said it was a service rather than you're selling yourself. 
I mean, I did like that. That's that's useful. You have sex for money. Fine, but then the question is, is that that yep. is not for you? That like you don't keep that money. That that this is you're made to have sex for money. You know, take take that element of choice out of out of the the definitions because that's not how it is. And I think it's actually kind of insulting to victims to imply that like, oh, you you are a prostitute. No, you've been made to prostitute. That's different. It's it's a very important distinction, particularly if you are being held by law enforcement on suspicion of prostitution, which is a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that like took me out of it. I was like this, especially because this was so well done um, otherwise. And, right. I mean, she says a little more and then says, you know, do you know the, that we're debt? Do you understand in English? Do you understand? Nona shakes her head. No. Then she says, let's start with something sim- simple. Why, why did you not start time? there? I, I mean, yeah, I, was, I was I was agitated at that point. And what really agitated me, sorry to cut you off, but is how Kate was shaking her head yes as she was telling Nona what her experiences was. Yeah. When she had no idea what Nona's experience was because she didn't ask her what her experience was. Thank you. Yes. I literally, literally the comment I have is way to tell her what to think, you know, like it, it just, yeah. So that really bothered me, but it also bothered me. One, if you could have speak, if you could have spoken Spanish this whole time, do it Two, every interviewer knows you start by saying, so is there anything you want to tell me, you know? And then, and then finally the, the thing that really, really sort of just made me um, upset with this too how 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 to articulate this, this properly this idea that you know she's positioned and she's in a dark room she's behind this little table you know she is being interrogated and in, in and a police station so this is not this is not the the way that generally this should be done in sort of victim services and it just it bothers me because this had been so well done up to it with being very honest about i think what is a very underreported like we don't see like law and order SVU and shows like that. They don't, they don't show this part of, of the sex of, of the aftermath of sex trafficking. Right. But to then one for her to say, do you, do you understand what sex trafficking is? Do you, do you get to keep any of your money? Do you feel safe? Is there anything you want us to know that that isn't following from what is your, what is your name? Where are you from? How old are you? Would you like some water? Like the fact that this all follows sort of this character telling us about what trafficking is at the end really upsets me. What I would have actually been fine with is, again, like the sort of going back and forth between the Kate Bosworth character and Nona of, you know, what what happened to you, what's going on. And maybe they never even mentioned trafficking. Maybe they just mentioned debt bondage. Maybe they mentioned the fact that she doesn't have the choice to leave or to go. Is someone looking for you? And and then after that, that we have this title card about trafficking, or we have a conversation between the guard and Kate Bosworth, where she's trying to explain to this jerk face what trafficking actually is. Telling the victim what their experience is, especially yeah, without any information is just awful. Yeah. Well, and also tonally, it's almost like three different movies. Yeah. And so actually, that was what that was actually the main criticism that I got. So I would, I'm always curious what. So we were reviewing this from a trafficking perspective, right? We were interested, does this tell a good story about mm-hmm. human trafficking? And 
the review that seemed to be like the one picked up by the Associated Press and run through by Nick Allen did seem to talk about how the the film gets a little bit too tricky for its own good. And so it only falls, it, it, it's almost, it's one film about a travelogue of these two individuals moving to, moving from Honduras and Mexico to the U.S. One part is sort of life in, in the brothel. And then one part is this sort of ending, this sort of almost, it feels tacked on, this tacked on ending of what should, I think, be, and could have been a very, very powerful climax of the film. Yeah, and even though, like, the movie could have ended around one hour, and it would have been a nice travelogue that I would have enjoyed, because it wouldn't have been a trafficking film at that point. But the script was still intelligent and worked in the brothel so that I could see the see that as one movie. But then it's like they gave the script to somebody else for Kate Bosworth's piece. Yeah. And it just it's, it's, it's like clumsy. totally different writing. Yeah. It's clumsy. It's like tacked on. It's like they went it's like at the end they were like, oh, we should really look at our Wikipedia article on human trafficking and, and tie this in. And because I actually was quite fond of the dialogue throughout the rest of the movie, I, I saw that one of the reviewers had had an issue with like the there's a scene where all of the women in the brothel are dating to Taylor Swift shake it off in Spanish and that they didn't like it. I actually loved that scene. It was phenomenal. And and I would have loved more of that. And so for this idea that finally at this last minute we get this little tacked on totally different lecture where at, at some points the, the Kate Bosworthian character is is staring at Nona but is in fact staring at the audience through the camera and I feel like I'm getting a, a human trafficking 101 lecture that's not done particularly well and and that just it bummed me out so hard because I was like finally do we have a decent human trafficking movie because I think I've talked about Seth and I think I both talked but like you know we lecture on human trafficking or we teach you know I I'm a PhD student I'm I'm entering sort of dissertation phases at this point I'm I'm going out into the world where I'm going to be teaching classes on human trafficking and it is really nice to have film to show students sometimes students are much more visual learners they they like seeing that more and to drive drive points home and this and there's another film Layla forever that actually does a really good job with sex trafficking, but it is brutal. Um, there's some similarities and, too. Yeah. It's there's a some it's Swedish film. film. Yeah. yeah like, like the boyfriend was, was yeah, similar well, concept. Yeah. And, and, and so there's, but it's, it's just a brutal, a brutal film. And, um, it deals with a child victim. And, and so that's not normally one that I would recommend for, for students to watch. And also the fact that this film you know, one of these, I hate when, like, American or Western-made movies more broadly are like, we're filming this in Honduras of local Honduran people, but, you know, we don't want to make audiences have to read subtitles. So instead, we're just going to make them speak English. But we we want audiences to still know that these aren't from English-speaking countries, so we'll make them speak it with an accent. Like, that, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a form of annoyance for me. So I loved that most of this movie was done in Spanish. I love that, that this cultural and, and, and linguistic isolation it is a part of it because that's what we hear from trafficking survivors as, as the fact that they felt isolated because of language or culture as being so important. And so that was great. But it just, I needed more. Yeah, it's it's a movie that, 
like just based on a recommendation, if it were a four four star scale, I mean, and and we don't give out stars, so this is completely arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I would I would be up in the like three and a half, four range because of just how many things the movie does well. And but like, oh, like this is where five? out of four. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's it probably could have more trafficking in it so but i mean i'd rate it high is the point but then the the final scene since it's so important in the context of the movie it's so botched that it would drop it to like a 2 like it just i want i i liked so much of the movie that it it just saddens me to see how poorly done the final scene is mhm because up till then, it would be like something I'd want to show people. Yeah, like I think if we were going to go on like an out of five scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would give it, if the final scene had been different and in different in a way that's better, uh, I'd give it uh, like a 4.5 out of five. Because of that final scene, though, I feel like out of five, I have to give it like uh, a three, actually. Like that scene really bugged me that much that I feel like I have to cut it down. And that's, it's, yeah, no, I'm, I'm disappointed for that reason, because I'm not going to lie. So Seth and I got asked to, to review this film. And so when that came up, this idea of like, oh, like, hey, like, let's review this. The jokes we made about reviewing this movie before we even looked at it were like, or even Googled it, were like, oh, God, here we go again. You know, because we've watched some truly terrible stinkers. Right. And also it sounded like the formulaic sex trafficking movie, which is a real scenario and it happens to a a lot of women, but it's also one of the most common narratives. So it's like, okay, well we'll see how well they, they execute it. Yeah. Like let's, let's, okay, great. Like let's see the story again and see if there's anything new or novel. Probably not here in this case, but I start watching this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is actually really good. And this is, and this is doing a really good job and this is really compelling. Like, so I was really excited and I was like, I can't wait to tell like our listeners and I can't wait to tell for the people we work at in the field, like go get this movie, see this movie. This is good. Good job. Especially after how disappointed I was, there was a, a Gillian Anderson film sold about a, a really phenomenal um, YA book about sex trafficking. And it was just a disappointment. And so I, you know, and I love, don't get me wrong. I love Gillian Anderson. I love her, but still, but so I was really excited for sort of this. And then as I, as I read about the work that the foundation that Kate Bosworth is in with it, with her husband that, that works on sex trafficking. And it seemed like they, they were coming from a very educated place on this and and from a good place. I was like, all right, great. Let's see how it goes. Like I'm intrigued started. It's rolling along. It's rolling along. And then it's literally like I got hit in the head with the brick in this final scene. Oh, and it seems like they got advice. I mean, just, the portrayal gives me that impression. Yeah. And, and if, so I and don't know got, how this happened. If you got advice to do the final scene like that, if you were told to do that, fire that person. Sue them. You know, it just, it's doing so well. And it just, at the end, it's literally a white lady labeling, uh, telling a Hispanic lady about her experience being trafficked. It's, it's, it's. Yeah. So across the board, the law enforcement is showing what not to do, both the the guy, both the cop and the detective. And if the point was, if we were ending on sort of this bleak note, 
that to be trafficked is to be so separated from from the rest of the community and the rest of the world that no law enforcement will even treat you well or no, then that's fine. But don't then have Kate Bosworth lecturing about it. Have her be equally dismissive when when Nona refuses to agree to the narrative that she's selling out. You know, there, there was a way to take that in a way that actually would have made it good too, because we have seen this before where if survivors don't have the narrative that like law people in law enforcement or people in NGOs or, or service providers want to hear, they're dismissed, right? And and so that would have even been super intriguing and interesting. You know, that, that Nona is further victimized by by almost the state in this case. But instead we got lecture time and it just it wasn't well done. It so it's that was a big I think so the, the sort of thing is is for ours is that maybe we could call it like Nona like a well done disappointment you know which is which is sad because that makes me think then that people aren't going to try to make sort of films with like trafficking as an issue or as a plot point that are done well in the future. All right, and there you have it. That's our movie review. Send us your stuff. We would love to review it. We'd love to hear reviews of our stuff too. Like, tell us if we're if we're doing things well, badly. If you work in trafficking, if you feel like you need things explained more. I will say, just as a final note, one of the things that I did see was a few comments of people online not believing that Echo was was a trafficker because no trafficker would devote that much time and attention to just moving one victim, uh, and that's not the case. We see that happen a lot with traffickers. So it's a lot of money in trafficking. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you another week. Bye. Bye. This has been Speaker for the Living. For extended notes and sources, visit our website at speakerfortheliving.com.